Welcome to CRE with CBC Worldwide. I'm your host, Josh Best. I'm the director of learning for Coldwell Banker Commercial, and I am joined today by the individual that has literally written the book on marketing for commercial real estate, Mr. Nathan Matlich. He comes from our Coldwell Banker CBS office in Montana. He is the broker owner out there. And Nathan, welcome. Great to have you. And what background or info can you give us about yourself? Thanks, Josh. Excited to be here. So a little bit about myself. Uh, grew up in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, went to the Midwest. Uh, got a degree in biochemistry uh, from Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa. Thought I wanted to be a doctor. Decided that doctors do not have any fun until they're like 40 or 50 and uh, work way too many hours. Uh, pivoted, moved to Chicago. Um, ended up getting an MBA in healthcare administration and finance. And, um, you know, from there, spent my whole life in sales, uh, business development, you know, while I was out there, started an energy uh, brokerage business, um, actually met a lovely woman from Montana, also in Chicago, uh, ended up getting married. And, you know, by the time we had baby number two on the way, decided to head back home to Montana, uh, get closer to to family and the skiing and the outdoors and, uh, you know, the lake cabins and, and those sorts of things. And when I moved back to Montana, um, you know, I had read some of the rich dad, poor dad books, started giving myself some big, uh, real estate goals. And, um, as I started, you know, looking into, uh, what I wanted to, what I wanted to do next, um, after I, uh, sold my energy brokerage business, uh, went around, interviewed at residential real estate firms. Um, a lot of them, I said, Hey, what do I have to do to be successful? And they basically said, work seven days a week, you know, showings on the nights, showings on the weekends, open houses on the weekends. And being a self-employed guy that prioritized family, I said, Hey, residential real estate is not for me. Um, eventually got connected with, um, George and Blaine and Steve and David at uh, Coal Banker Commercial CBS uh, here in Billings. And, uh, you know, they kind of showed me the light and showed me that uh, commercial real estate agents are oftentimes allergic to working on the nights and weekends and uh, grinded out normal business hours uh, Monday through Friday. And, you know, with my MBA background, I, you know, understood uh, the number side of things, you know, whole history in sales and business development, you know, made a heck of a lot of sense. And uh, the last qualification is said, Nate, can you show up and work 40, 45 hours a week? I said, oh man, that sounds like a vacation. I've been working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. Sign me up for this thing we call uh, commercial real estate. So that's how I jumped in. I love that. That's very cool. And an extensive history of education being in the the learning side of things, I've spent a, a long time in the you know in that in that world. Talk to me about the influence or, or where where did the passion for education come from? Pursuing the MBA, um, doing doing that much you know learning before you even jumped into this role. Sure. So it, it was interesting. While I was getting my MBA um, at Roosevelt University in Chicago, um, I concurrently developed a love for reading and figured out that. You know, I enjoyed reading personal development books, books on influence, persuasion, marketing, um, you know, how to generate referrals, um, you know, all of those different books. So while I was working full time and working on my MBA, I was almost getting a personal MBA 
at the same time. And, um, you know, while my MBA program gave me a holistic view on business, uh, the interesting thing is, is what I do today and, and how I find success, a lot of that stems more from, you know, reading uh, a lot of these additional personal development books and then just turning around and, and trying to put those things into practice. Um, so it was uh, just developing that love of learning while I was going through my MBA. That's very good. When you look at the, you know, some some folks that I talk to right now in their career, like you said, that that 60, 70 hours a week might be standard for them. And and you're talking about things like working 45 hours a week, prioritizing reading and self-development. I imagine that getting to a point where you can prioritize that, your family work the 40 hours a week, take some systems in order to make that happen. Can you speak a little bit about some of the successful systems that you've been able to put in place that allows you that balance, but also allows you to have the success in business that you have in what some would consider a shorter amount of time? Absolutely. Uh, so when I jumped into the business, um, I read this book called Virtual Freedom, and the book kind of outlines some different systems to where if you want to hire a virtual assistant, um, you know, to help you in your business, you know, what baseline systems of task management, communications, accountability, those sorts of things do you have to set up in order to hire a virtual assistant? And um, I knew from the beginning that um, the average real estate agent spends 50% of their time uh, doing um, just admin, marketing, kind of those non-revenue-generating uh, activities, and they spend the other half of their time um, you know, meeting with clients, going on showings, answering the phones, writing up contracts and doing those uh, revenue generating activities, which are clearly the highest you know, value. And so what I said is, if I have big goals in my commercial real estate career, um, I need to figure out how to hire um, a personal assistant, a virtual assistant, a marketing assistant that can take on those 15 and $20 an hour tasks so that I can focus on the 100, 200, 500, or even $1,000 an hour tasks that are going to give me more listings, um, writing up contracts, prospecting, doing the showings. And so I started to develop a lot of these systems just using uh, some task management software where I would um, uh, uh, where I would outsource a lot of my admin and marketing tasks so that I could truly focus on uh, the most important things that are going to grow my business or the revenue generating activities that only I can do. And so now I find that um, I'm spending about 80 or 90% of my time um, on those revenue generating activities. And I'm spending another 10 to 20% of the time working with um, my assistant, my marketing assistant um, to make sure that, you know, I'm getting them all of the information that they need um, to kind of run the playbook run the systems. And, um, you know, that's just helped me see year over year uh, growth in, in sales and number of transactions. Can you talk a little bit about that? What kind of growth and increase have you seen year over year? Uh, first year in business, I think I, I sold about, you know, 2 million. Uh, second year, I was 4 million in sales. Third year, I was eight. You know, fifth year, I was 10 million. Um, you know, then I jumped up to, uh, you know, 15. 15 million. And then, uh, the year after that is when I 
just everything exploded. And last year I sold 50 million in real estate. And so it's kind of the, the having the perfect system and doing all of the, the things that just as easy as they are to do, they're just as easy not to do, but I'm seeing this compounding effect of, you know, of year over year growth period, the end, no matter what, um, just because, um, when I have my assistant making sure that I have phenomenal marketing, social media is all scheduled out, you know, we're adding, um, new contacts, in my database all the time, you know, four times a year, we're sending newsletters out to past clients four times a year. We're sending emails to bankers and referral partners with all my listings and giving them a market update. And so, um, it's all of these little things of adding more of my contacts and people that I have personal connections with to the database and having systems for constantly producing high quality content or even just, you know, posting my listings so that I'm always in front of my entire database and I'm always top of mind um, so that I can capture almost every referral that anyone in my database might have for uh, commercial real estate. It's incredible the and you talked a little bit about it, that idea of it's easy to do those things, but it's just as easy not to do them. You know, our listeners can't see this, but behind you on the wall, you've got a sign that says execution. When you and I co-taught a class for our CRE win program, you talked a lot about the discipline to do something when others won't have that discipline. How did you develop that mindset? What created that in you? Was it something you had to learn or something that came natural like that? How did you develop that discipline to do the thing consistently and not let things slow you down from that? Excellent question. Well, you know, when I first started, um, you know, I have kind of a marketing background. And so when I, when I moved to Billings, I kind of looked at the commercial real estate industry and I noticed that... Um, you know, all of my competitors were still going about marketing commercial real estate in a very old school way that they printed one flyer, they put their property on one website, they put one sign on the property, they tell one, one friend, and they just kind of sit back and they hope that someone would, you know, trip over their, their property and bring a buyer, um, that sort of thing. I, I have kind of a marketing background first. And so I looked at it and I said, okay, um, you know, I'm, I want to do things better. How can I take a new school approach to marketing commercial real estate? And so I started making these massive lists of, okay, if I'm going to market a commercial property, I want to know every single commercial real estate website under the sun that I can post, um, you know, my, you know, warehouse for lease or retail center for sale. And then on top of that, um, also look at how consumers are finding um, commercial real estate. You know, we have, you know, here in Billings, we have a population of a little over 100,000. And so um, there was a lot of small business owners that they're finding commercial real estate on, you know, social media or Craigslist or, you know, some of the, in the, you know, in the newspaper or those sorts of things. And so I added all of those extra places that maybe you're, uh, slightly less uh, sophisticated uh, commercial real estate users were finding real estate. And so I had this huge list. And so as I was in my first year, um, when I had less than 10 listings, I would I would have these lists and I'd go through and I would market them on every single one of these websites. And then I read this book on virtual freedom and got the idea of getting a virtual assistant. And I'm brand new in the business. I made like $40,000 my first year. 
there's no way I could afford a 40 or $50,000 a year assistant. And so, um, I originally found an assistant in the Philippines, um, you know, for six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month, she'd work for me full time and she'd do a lot of these tasks. And it worked pretty good for six months uh, until I realized that she is losing some motivation and, you know, ended up switching over to my wife's um, best friend who stood up in our wedding, who is a stay at home mom, but she's an office manager before, super organized. And I said, hey, you know, do you want to, you know, do you want to make an extra, you know, four to eight hundred dollars a month and just help me with some of my admin and marketing. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. And I once heard a quote that said that you should be spending 80% of your time on doing things that only you can do and no one else can do. And so from there, it was, um, you know, it was out of necessity and I was getting, um, you know, I was getting more listings and I was getting, you know, 15 and 20 and 25 listings usually. Um, what I tell people is once you hit about 10 to 15 listings, you really have to start thinking about getting some sort of a marketing or admin assistant and certainly recommend, you know, you know, stay at home moms. Maybe you have a brother or a cousin that's looking for some extra income that, you know, are tech savvy, understand social media marketing. Um, but it was, it was kind of, uh, just out of necessity. And then, um, you know, I, I started putting together like my perfect marketing plan, both to market myself, but also to market my properties. And while, you know, I originally had a reasonable amount of discipline, I found an assistant that had even more discipline than, than myself. And actually, uh, I, you know, my assistant's name is Cindy. She's phenomenal. Don't try to steal her from me. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she is the, my secret sauce, but um, as we progressed in how, in how we were handling these systems and marketing, and we're creating these checklists with recurring tasks that, you know, marketing that has to happen on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, or yearly basis, you know, I started saying, hey, Cindy, these are all the things that we need to do. And she says, well, Nate, you know, those are the things that you have to do and I can't do for you. So the funny thing is, is we started adding some repetitive tasks of where uh, her job is to hound me and to be my accountability partner until I do what I'm supposed to do. She'll call me, text me, email me. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that, you know, because we've stayed so consistent with running the full marketing program and she's been a really good accountability partner, you know, that's where all of a sudden we saw, you know, sales go from, you know, 10 million to 15 million to 50 million, because all of a sudden in year, you know, in year five, um, all of these little things of, you know, social media posts and newsletters and, and having the, you know, he or she who has the best database with the most contacts that you're constantly staying in front of wins, you know, we started to see the, you know, the fruits of that. So, um, you know, how, how did I develop the discipline? Well, I hired an assistant that I pay to yell at me until I do what I'm supposed to. And, uh, and she likes that job. That's well, that's good. That's uh, it's gotta be good work there. Um, so it's a recap just a little bit and, and just give some structure to some of the things that, that you're talking about. It sounds like number one for you was 
get organized. You generated lists of where do people go to look at listings. Let's make sure that we're putting our listings in all those places. Not just your traditional sophisticated buyer, but maybe somebody who's looking to get into it for the first time. Let's hit all of those places with our marketing. Um, so you generated that list. You generated the lists of uh, you know potential clients, folks that you wanted to call, all of those types of things. Uh, we'll talk about networking in a second, but I know you're involved heavily in the face-to-face -face networking game as well. So you probably put together lists there. And then you looked at that 80-20 rule of what is the 80% that I need to be spending my time on, which is the the things that only I can do. Yep. And then you enrolled help from somebody. Step three was enroll help to get somebody to either do the 20%, that they're the stuff that you don't need to be spending time on, or hound you enough that you're going to do the stuff you should be spending time on. You know, the, the interesting thing about that is um, I found that, you know, I'm... Re relationships and sales. And, you know, I love getting coffees and lunches with prominent business owners in Billings. And, you know, when I first started out, I was going to three to five business networking groups on a weekly basis. And, you know, I was finding that's how I was connecting with all these individuals that I would then stay in front of moving forward to see if they had you know, some commercial real estate needs. Um, but, you know, a lot of the the marketing and the admin and the data and the data entry and stuff was was very tedious. And and it takes someone that's super organized to keep us on track. And, you know, I I found Cindy and Cindy is the most organized person that I know. And she um perfection matters and, you know, she's very proud of the work that she was doing and that we were doing. And so I really hired a, a personal assistant um, and a marketing assistant that had complementary skill sets. And the things that she's doing for me, she's doing 10 times better than what I'd ever do on, you know, brochures and making sure everything's, you know, correct and perfect and uh, that we have really good data and really good newsletters and, you know, all of these different things. And so it's, really allowed me to, you know, focus on, you know, those thousand or maybe even $5,000 an hour, um, activities. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's a lot of agents that what they find is that they, they kind of hit this glass ceiling of, you know, they say, oh man, you know, I've, you know, I'm, I've never made more than, you know, a hundred thousand or 150,000 in a given year and they say, you know, the years that I make 150 is when I luck out and that um, some of my clients, you know, have some money or they want to sell something and then the 80 or $100,000 years are down years and I'm just, you know, I'm not quite, you know, lucky enough to have some of those clients that are ready to do something. Whereas my approach has been, hey, look, we're, we're just going to keep growing our database, growing our... Um, you know, marketing presence, our social media presence. We're going to grow um, how many really solid, good business connections that we're adding to our um, our newsletter lists. And so year over year, you know, we're, we're reaching more people. I'm getting more referrals. I have more successful transactions. And so instead of being this roller coaster of, you know, I hope my clients are going to do something this year, it's year over year growth, period, the end, because um, 
I'm having more past clients give me more referrals with a larger database that I'm staying in contact um, all the time. And the interesting thing is that, you know, while I have in town, great mother-in-law, father-in-law, couple best friends, uh, people that I know really, really well. The interesting thing is, is they're not the ones that are giving me referrals. It's all of these loose connections that I've met once or twice that, you know, receive my newsletters and they see, you know, see all my posts on social media for new listings and sold listings that are saying, you know, Hey, I, you know, I just bumped in my friend, Bob and, um, you know, Bob needs, uh, help with his commercial real estate and he doesn't know anyone. And, you know, Nate, I met you once and, you know, we had a good connection and I've been seeing all your posts on social media and you seem to be having a lot of success, you know, will you talk to my friend? And, um, that's, you know, that's kind of helped out a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I know that, uh, yesterday we were talking a little bit about, um, there's another gentleman who's part of Cole Banker Commercial, and he knows that if he makes this many phone calls, that you know he's either one phone call away uh, from you know landing his next big listing, or for every phone call he makes, he's dialed it down to you know he's making three hundred and fifty dollars per phone call when he takes you know his total salary, and he does that, and he kind of takes um, more of that uh, brute force um, approach of of cold calling in the industry. And, you know, I'm an extrovert to the max, but, but I don't like cold calling. I mean, you know, you, you probably have a lot of introverts out there, maybe even a lot of extroverts that just absolutely, um, hate, uh, to cold call. And so, you know, as I was kind of, you know, putting together my approach to commercial real estate, I said, you know, I hate cold calling, but I absolutely love going to you know, business networking groups and helping out at my church or some nonprofits and, you know, rubbing elbows with some people there. Um, and then, you know, one on getting some one-on-one -on -one lunches and coffees and beers um, with individuals. And so I decided that I would be far more effective by filling up my entire week with those sorts of meetings and then having a very systematic process of taking all of their contacts and connecting with them on social media and, you know, using their emails to stay in front of them with, you know, once a month, sending them a list of all of my, you know, commercial properties for sale or lease and four times a year, send them a newsletter. And I found that that approach uh, worked a heck of a lot better for me growing my business than just, I'm going to make 60 phone calls a day. And that personal connection and folks remembering who you are, and I'm sure there are still times where you pick up the phone, but that's not the majority of your business. It's that that connection, the referral sources, being able to have your name and face be front and center. That's one of the things that I've noticed since you know connecting with you a, a few weeks ago is I, I don't think I go a day on LinkedIn without seeing a post uh, from you, the something talking about you know whether it's a meme or a joke or um, a property that you've sold, a property you have for sale. And I know that it sounds like Cindy's pretty involved in that as well, but, but walk us through what that looks like, keeping your name fresh, not frozen in the eyes of your potential clients. Um, there's a lot of uh, brokers out there that they only use social media to post when they have a new property. You look at their social media and it's either just listed this property, just sold it, just listed, just sold it. And I decided that that's not a very good way to stay relevant, stay in front of everyone in your network, because some of the people that I'm connecting with, like they, they like me as a friend, 
Um, and you know, they want to stay connected with me and see if I got something going on with, you know, my family or, or if I have something interesting that I'm posting on social media, but they're, they're quickly going to unfollow me if all I'm doing is talking about properties that I'm listing and selling all the time, especially if they don't have a need. So, um, I just sat down and we put together a social media schedule. And I said, Hey, Cindy, you know, I love, you know, motivational quotes and I read a lot of books, you know, let's for our social media every Monday, let's post a motivational Monday quote. Um, cause you know, anyone could connect with that. And then, um, uh, on Tuesdays I said, Hey, you know, I've made a task for us to collect Google reviews or Facebook reviews from every single um, client that I've ever done business with. And so once a month, Cindy has a task and she reviews all of uh, the transactions that um, we have in our CRM and she, and she has access, log into my email address and she'll create draft emails asking every single one of my past clients for a Google or Facebook review. We'll put the links on there. I'll review them. I'll tweak them. I'll add a personal note and then I'll send them out when Cindy reminds me. And so on Tuesdays, uh, we have testimonial Tuesdays where I'm sharing some of those, um, reviews. Uh, I read a book called a leader's guide to storytelling. Stories are the number one way to inspire anyone to take action. So a five-star review is a story of a positive experience with me. So, uh, Sydney's monitoring, monitoring to see when we have new reviews, she's capturing those, she's posting them to social media and, you know, not only am I climbing in the Google rankings where when people Google commercial real estate, Billings, Montana, you know, uh, Cole Banker, commercial CBS, we're number one. They read all the reviews. They see my name a bunch of times. You know, they call me and I get lots of million, $2 million referrals from out-of-state brokers from that. But it all comes down to having that system. So, you know, Tuesdays are reviews. Wednesdays are new property updates. Um, uh, we were fortunate enough to have uh, David Marine, you know, chief marketing officer for Cool Banker, come out, go fly fishing with us and, and share a secret sauce. And he talked about video being the number one thing that you have to be doing, period, the end, if you're a real estate agent moving forward. So on Thursdays, every Wednesday, the day before I sit down, I'm just sitting in my car, sitting in my chair. I do a two to three minute video of either uh, new listings that I have or success stories with clients. I'll leave out all the details so I don't share confidential stuff, but I'll, but I'll share, you know, Hey, I recently helped a medical company, you know, buy a 20,000 square foot office building, you know, just some very general stuff. And, uh, what I found is that, um, my friends love hearing about my success, those updates, what's going on in billings. If there's, uh, things that are public knowledge that have been shared in the newspaper, you know, I'll kind of, you know, share some of that, uh, juicy news, um, you know, on Thursdays, uh, Fridays, I like to keep it light. I always share a joke cause it's the end of the week and everyone can use a good joke on Fridays. And then, um, Saturdays I have some property videos and Sundays I, you know, share links to my website of all of my past links to my past listings that I've sold or leased or different successes there. So, um, you know, the nice thing is, uh, I put together the template. I told Cindy exactly what we want to do and she can prepare 90% of the content and produce it and put it up. And she knows what I like and don't like after we work together for 
three to six months and I was critiquing everything that she did. Now I just say, Hey, Cindy, you know, my sense of humor, just, you know, run with it, you know, schedule it out. And so, you know, when you're saying that not a day goes by without you seeing some of my content and hopefully it's, you know, it's a mixture of all kinds of content where you stay engaged. Um, you know, it's, it's just by design having that perfect marketing system and then having someone to run it. And, you know, if you have less than 10 listings, you probably do everything yourself. But once you have 10 listings or more, you know, you should be really thinking about, um, getting a, a personal assistant, admin marketing, you know, Cindy works for me three hours a day, five days a week. And, um, you know, I probably, you know, I probably pay her a little more per hour, um, than, you know, what you might make if you go and work at, you know, fast food restaurant or just kind of your typical hourly job, but, um, it works really well for her and it works really well for me. Well, yeah, I think I can see the appeal of that as well. There's probably a tremendous amount of flexibility with when those, you know, I've got two young kids, four and six, and and I I love flexibility being introduced into my day. It makes me able to focus on them more and things like that. So I think there is something, I think folks are maybe nervous to bring on an assistant or uh, somebody to help you with the business because there is a commitment there, but I think being reasonable and logical about how you're engaging that person and then again, back to your point of that, I then it allows me to spend time on doing the things that only I can do um, and yep. outsource the rest of the work. And and so I think that it's it's a really good strategy. And you've laid out a lot of different strategies through the course of the podcast here. And and I mentioned at the top of, of our conversation that you've written the book. You, you had mentioned, I don't mind sharing any of this stuff because I know I have the discipline to do it. Um, and you're, you're going to share it with a much wider audience. Can you talk to us a little bit about the book that you have coming out and, and what we can look forward to there? I've been in commercial real estate for seven years, um, you know, two years into the business. Uh, you know, some some of my now business partners saw that, you know, I was doing things that, you know, no one else was doing in the business. I was having some big growth. Um, have some, you know, killer marketing ideas. So was fortunate enough to make partner uh, after, uh, you know, the first two years. Once I made partner, um, all of these things that I was doing, I started writing down um, and keeping track of. And, uh, you know, I started mentoring, you know, some new agents that we'd bring on. And so after a while, I, I got enough um, different, I guess, training worksheets on, you know, everything having to do with you know, marketing and books you should read and systems and, you know, when, when do you hire an assistant and thinking outside of the box with, you know, having a virtual assistant and some of these other things. And, um, the original, I guess, manuscript, when I put it all together, um, I was four years into the business and I quickly found that I had 40 listings. And so, you know, I thought that that was, you know, really exciting and super cool. I became hyper-focused on listings over representing buyers and tenants because I knew that every time I had a listing, I had a 90% chance of making money on it where uh, with buyers, you know, I had a 50-50 chance or less because they might be looking for a certain property. If we put in an offer, we get beat out on it, you know, then that buyer might say, well, you know, maybe you commercial real estate isn't for me, or maybe they go buy something else. And so I became hyper-focused on getting more listings because it, I found I had the perfect system. You know, I made more money with less effort. And so the impetus for the name 40 listings in four years 
was what I originally called my kind of training manuscript that I used to train all of our all of our new agents. Um, you know, kind of as I as I got a little farther on in my career, that that morphed into you know more of a a book, and I got the impetus to um, actually publish it. And I feel that you know those who have been given much uh, much is also expected from them, and I'm a huge believer in giving back and helping others. And so I'm like, Hey, you know, this year, 2022, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to turn it into a book. And so, um, I renamed it. Um, it's now called unknown to unstoppable, a a commercial real estate brokers guide to market domination. And that kind of came from the fact that when I moved to Billings, I didn't know anyone. My joke was that, you know, I could count my friends, on on one hand, you know, here in Billings. And, you know, I basically went from not knowing anyone to, you know, being the, you know, the market leader, someone with the the most listings, um, you know, last year as the number one uh, commercial real estate agent in the state of Montana. Um, and so, you know, I, I re, rebranded, you know, the book um, Unknown to Unstoppable. So super excited going through um, the final edits and, We'll have that book published here probably um, end of January, beginning of February, and um, certainly happy to share links with everyone uh, once that is published. Yeah, once we get it live, we'll update the notes of this episode of the podcast with the links as well so that folks can uh, go have a look and make sure that they get a copy of it because I'm sure there's tons of wisdom in there, but also some really practical. That's one thing that I've enjoyed with with talking to you is it's it's not just ideas for ideas sake. It's practical strategies on how to execute those ideas and execute them consistently. I think you you provide a really good example through the things that you've talked with us today about the 80-20, about um, strategically hiring uh, folks to help you out, to keep the discipline that you need to keep, to put the plans in place and let other people you know that can do that work, do that work so you can focus on the important work. All of that really speaks to sustainability. And yeah. I think that that's where some folks maybe in this business uh, find themselves stretched is because they they get big flurries of activity but those big flurs of activity become unsustainable. And what you've really described for us is a sustainable long-term strategy. Uh, and I really appreciate that. As we're we're wrapping up our conversation here and we're heading into, you know, this market changes all the time. We're heading into time that that will put more focus on the front end of the business and making sure that you are competitive with every conversation that you have. What advice can you offer to folks in the industry right now that you haven't already shared with us? Blank slate for you. What should everybody know? One thing that I talk a lot about in our office is there's a lot of commercial real estate agents that are very scared of a slowdown or a recession or, um, you know, call what you may, um, but they're scared, right? And so uh, their brain says, the brain says, oh, you know, people, you know, people aren't buying anything or they're not buying as much commercial real estate or nothing's going on or some of these things. And what I'm telling all of our um, commercial agents here is I say, hey, you know, now's the time to double down. You know, you you still need to be setting up your coffees and your lunches. You need to be going to twice as many networking groups. You need to be adding these people to your database. You need to be having that perfect marketing system. So you are absolutely staying in front of in front of everyone. And guess what? You know, the old guys are going to retire. 
you know, there's going to be some commercial real estate agents that, you know, they, they start sleeping in, they stop returning phone calls. They, they start telling other people that there's nothing going on, but guess what? Not us. We're going to continue um, getting out there, staying in front of people, running the perfect marketing system. And while everyone else is letting their foot off the gas, uh, we're going to double down and you know what? We're going to gain market share. It's when the market takes a downturn that you gain market share. And then guess what? When things come back, they're not going back to their previous broker for help on you know, their shopping center or industrial property or whatever it was. They're going to say, hey, you know, Nate was marketing, Nate was hustling, he was, you know, being super consistent. And so, um, you know, here just in like the Billings area, we have 1,400 real estate agents, which is insane for, you know, a population of a little over 100,000. And so, you know, I honestly, you know, while, while some people are a little doom and gloom, I'm excited. We're going to get some people retiring and we're going to get some people sitting on the couch or not renewing their real estate license. And it's just really going to help us at Cole Banker, you know, stand out. And, um, you know, one other, I guess, last thing that I've done that's been wildly successful is um, I've, I've worked with different title companies and you can get certain lists, different places, but I, I've done data farms. And so I've done data farms where I've pulled the mailing addresses of every single commercial property owner um, in billings. And then I divide them up into office, retail, industrial, multifamily. And uh, I've had these different letters that, uh, you know, once a month, like clockwork, uh, send out these marketing letters. And people will pay anything if they have a problem, you know. If you can solve their problem, they're calling you. If you can solve their problem, price is not an issue. You know, think about if you, you know, have a heart attack and you need a doctor to save you, guess what? They don't, you know, you don't care what that office or what that uh, uh, medical bill is. But I use, um, you know, letters and I basically say, hey, and, you know, we're currently experiencing high interest rates or we're seeing higher vacancies or we're seeing, you know, more vacancies in retail or, or whatever it might be. I might say, you know, these are the three problems or challenges that I'm seeing, you know, within your specific commercial real estate, real estate space. You know, I'm an expert in these. If I can help you in any way, let me know. Even if you, you know, you're wondering the value of what your property is currently worth, um, you know, happy to, you know, help you out any way that I can. And I've been doing that for a very, very long time. And uh, just a couple of days ago, I got a call from a gentleman. Um, he gave me a call and he said, he said, Hey, um, Nate, I received a letter from you five years ago. <laughs> it was a very nice letter. And uh, I was talked about, you know, and you talked about being a, a multifamily professional and expert in that if I ever needed any help or had any questions to give you a call, well, you know, I'm getting a divorce and we need to figure out, you know, what this eight plex is worth. And um, I probably need to list it and sell it. So here in 15 minutes, when we, you know, get done, you know, recording, I'm going to go jump in the car and, and meet with him. And, um, you know, and it's, it just kind of comes all the way back around to, you know, what do you do moving forward when times are uncertain or interest rates are on the rise or you're having some sort of challenge? It's just put together the perfect system, that perfect playbook. 
and then just run it and stick to it because now the time now is the time to take market share. Yeah, that's that's really good. And that idea of of you know when the when the fish aren't jumping in the boat anymore, there's fishermen that will leave the ocean. And and you, if you know how to fish, you can go out there and do that. And, and you've you've given us some great advice on the perfect system to be able to do so, being able to 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 walk through, do your marketing, making sure that you're staying consistent with it. And I love that connection of five years ago, I had the discipline to send these letters out every time that, you know, every, every quarter, every week, whatever, whenever you were sending them. And now we're going to leave this conversation and go have, have a conversation with a potential client that came from five years ago, the discipline that I had five years ago. And that's, that's a really incredible way, I think, for us to wrap. Um, again, just a couple of key points, that idea of uh, long-term view, ownership over your business, making sure that you're doing the things that you are uniquely capable of doing, enrolling help to support you in the rest, making sure that your professional network is a good one to help with that, with, with what you need. And then building that Rolodex, if you will, of potential clients, one interaction and one conversation at a time um, and staying consistent and doing that over and over again. Nate, thank you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and all of the great gold nuggets that you've given us here. Good luck with your meeting right after this, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you, man. No problem.